Welcome back, everyone. Today, I have a special crime case that we will be talking about. The crime case involves a man named Anthony Sewell, a.k.a. the Cleveland Strangler. Anthony was born on August 19, 1959. fast forwarding a little bit, on January 24, 1978, he entered the United States Marine Corps at the age of 19. He was then stationed at a recruit camp in South Carolina. During his time in the Marines, he went overseas, was assigned to the 2nd Marine Aircraft Wing, and received a Good Conduct Medal, a Sea Service Deployment Ribbon, a Certificate of Commendation, and two Letters of Appreciation. As you can tell, he was a very successful man in the Marines. Fast forwarding a little more, in 1989, Anthony was charged with kidnapping, attempt rape, and rape. He was charged with this because a victim told the police that he choked me real hard because my body started tingling. I thought that I was going to die. This all occurred because a three-month pregnant woman went voluntarily into Anthony's house, then tried to leave. When she tried to leave, he tied her hands and feet with a belt and shoved a rag down her throat. Anthony pleaded guilty to the charges, but as a result, he ended up serving 15 years in prison. Eventually, in 2005, he was released. Now, here is where this case gets very interesting. When Anthony got released in 2005, he went to work, met new people, and moved on with his life. One of the people that he met was actually the niece of the Cleveland mayor. The Cleveland's mayor name was Frank G. Jackson, and he is actually still currently the Cleveland's mayor. His niece's name was Lori Frazier, who began to spend a lot of time with Anthony. At some point in their friendship, Lori ended up moving in with Anthony and staying at his house. Lori talked a little bit about what it was like living with Anthony. She said it was very messy and it smelled horrible. Um, Lori claims that the horrible stench that she was smelling was decaying bodies. Anthony always told her that the smell was coming from a shop across the street from them that was called Ray's Sausage Shop. Now, Lori always said, okay, but deep down, I believe that she was a little creeped out by this. Now, we are going to dive into this case a little more and talk about what Anthony actually did. So, before he was detained, there were several different police reports of Anthony raping different women. Some of these cases were dismissed by the police and other cases were not investigated for more than a month. This right here is a big red flag for me. Anthony was a known sex offender and to have not just one but many different women come in reporting that he raped them was just outrageous. On April 17, 2009 in particular was when Anthony really started to stir things up if you think he hasn't already. Um, there were two women who were friends waiting at a bus stop in Cleveland. They ended up catching a ride in a car that was driven by a, name, by a man named Tony. So when one of the women was dropped off, Tony ended up punching the other woman in the face and driving her back to a house. Later, we will find out that the house matched the exact description of Anthony's house. So the police report on this incident noted that Tony also dragged the woman up to the third floor of the house, where she then smelled a horrible smell. The woman thought that she was smelling garbage or mold, but she was actually smelling decaying bodies. The report goes on to describe that she was fed unknown pills and she was raped four times. 
this woman luckily actually ended up escaping and was eventually taken to a hospital where a rape kit was collected. This next part um, that I'm going to talk about is where this whole investigation was botched. So when the rape kit was collected, the police officer did what he was supposed to do and write a detailed report on everything. When he was done with this report, he took the DNA evidence to the correct apartment but then he failed to tell the sex crime detectives about the evidence. This rape kit then went untouched for an approximate amount of two years. The officer violated the last S of the seven S's, which was to secure the collected evidence. Yes, he did what he was supposed to do and wrote a detailed report, then transferred it to the correct department, but he did not officially complete the last step of the seven S's. Later on in the year, about September 22, 2009, a woman reported to the police that Anthony had hit her after he became very angry, then proceeded to rape her and choke her until she passed out. The police finally decided to investigate this report, and to their surprise, they got very many leads. On October 29, 2009, the police finally got enough leads to identify Anthony as a criminal and they actually located his house. So his house was located in the Mount Pleasant neighborhood in Cleveland. Um, When the police arrived at Anthony's house, he was not there, but the police found some very brutal things. They found two bodies on the living room floor The bodies of four other women were also found throughout the house. Some were located in the basement and cross spaces. Investigators found three more bodies buried in the backyard. And the police also found a human skull in a bucket that was inside of Anthony's house. After all of the searching was complete, the total bodies found in Anthony's house was 11. He was then found and arrested two days later on October 31st, 2009. We are now going to look at important dates and what occurred on them. So November 4, 2009, a judge held Anthony without bond on five counts of aggravated murder. On July 6, 2011, Anthony's trial finally started, which was 18 months after the 11 bodies were found. July 22, 2011, um, He was found guilty of 82 counts at the age of only 51. So finally, on August 10th, 2011, the jury recommended Anthony to the death penalty. Two days later, he was sentenced to death um, on August 12th, 2011. And then recently, on February 8th, 2021, Anthony actually ended up passing away in prison from an undisclosed terminal illness at the age of 61. So now we're going to talk about the 11 victims that Anthony murdered. The victims are not in any particular order. The first victim we are going to talk about is 53-year-old Tanya Carmichael. Her estimated death was December 2008. The second victim is 31-year-old Talisha Fortson. Her estimated death was June 2009. The third victim is 38-year-old Crystal Dozer. Her estimated death was 2007. The fourth victim is 47-year-old Imelda Hunter. Her estimated death 
was April 2009. The fifth victim is 31-year-old Tishanya Culver. Her estimated death was June 2008. The sixth victim is 25-year-old LaShonda Long. Her estimated death was August 2008. The seventh victim is 45-year-old Michelle Mason. Her estimated death was October 2008. The eighth victim is 43-year-old Nancy Cobbs. Her estimated death was April 2009. The ninth victim is 49-year-old Janice Webb. Her estimated death was June 2009. The 10th victim is 44-year-old Kim Smith. Her estimated death was July 2009. The 11th victim is 38-year-old Diane Turner. Her estimated death was September of 2009. So after looking at all the victims' date of deaths, you will come to notice that all of the women were killed between 2007 and 2009. Um, overall, looking at this crime case, if the police officer would have officially completed the last step of the seven S's, some of these women may have not been killed and they may still be alive today. Just because the police officer failed to tell the sex crime investigator about the rape kit, 11 different women were killed. There was also another incident in 1997 that made this crime case botched. While Anthony was serving in prison before all of his murders, his DNA was taken as a state program. The Ohio Attorney General's office said that after the DNA was taken, nobody knows where it went. The DNA evidence was never entered into the state's database. This is a major issue as well because again, the seventh S was not fully completed. The evidence was not fully secured, and if it was, all of the 11 victims may be alive today. This case is a very unfortunate yet interesting one. This now completes the botched case of Anthony Sewell. Thank you so much for tuning in, and make sure to come back soon to hear me talk in depth about a new crime case.